Lesson number 67, Surah An-Nisa, ayah number 163 to 176. Inna awhayna ilayka. Indeed, we have revealed to you. Who? O Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Kama, just as, awhayna, we revealed ila Nuhin to Nuh. The first messenger was Nuh alayhi salam. Adam alayhi salam was a nabi, whereas Nuh alayhi salam was a rasul. Because he was given the command to convey to the people. At the time of Adam alayhi salam, there was no human being. And his own children, they were believers. After many, many years, it was that people began doing shirk. And that is when Nuh alayhi salam was sent as a messenger. So this is the reason why Nuh alayhi salam is mentioned and Adam alayhi salam is not mentioned. And the word wahi, wawhaya, what does it mean? Revelation. But the literal meaning of the word is to inform someone, to communicate with them, how secretly? In such a way that only they receive the message and the other people around them have no clue. They have no idea. Why? Because it's hidden. So it's like a secret indication, a secret communication. A secret communication. That is quick also. Technically, what is wahi? Wahi is Allah's communication to His prophets and messengers. How? By various means. Sometimes an angel was sent. Sometimes the wahi was inspired directly in the heart. Sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to the messenger, like Musa alayhi salam, وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمَ So through various ways, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala communicated with His messengers, and that communication is called what? Wahi. So Allah says that just as we sent wahi to Nuh alayhi salam, thousands and thousands of years ago, just like that, we have revealed to you as well, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The first messenger and the last messenger. The same kind of wahi, the same message. The same message was conveyed to both. And this is something that's not new. It has been happening from such a long time. So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam receiving prophethood, receiving wahi, this is not something amazing. This is not something strange rather. It's not something novel. Rather, it happened many times before. It happened from the time of Nuh alayhi salam. Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioning this? Because for people to believe that there is a man spoke to whom Allah sent his message to, for them, for many people, this is something strange. How is it possible? How can God send a message to a human being? How is it possible? But Allah says this is very much possible. It's something that's not happening for the first time. Rather, it has happened many times before. Long before you even came into existence. At the time of Nuh alayhi salam. So, inna awhayna ilayka kama awhayna ila Nuhin. Wannabiyina and all the prophets min ba'dihi after him. So many prophets afterwards. Allah sent wahi to them. وَأَوْحَيْنَا إِلَىٰ إِبْرَاهِيمِ And we sent wahi to Ibrahim وَإِسْمَعِيل and Ismail وَإِسْحَاقَ وَيَعْقُوبَ وَالْأَسْبَاطِ Ishaq and Ya'qub alayhi salam and Asbalt. What are Asbalt? Plural of Sibt. 
And it refers to the tribes from among the Bani Israel. The tribes of Bani Ismail, they were known as Qabail. And the tribes of Bani Israel, they were known as Asbat. How many sons did Ya'qub have? Twelve. And those twelve sons, their descendants, their progeny, they formed into twelve tribes. Okay, twelve tribes. So Asbat refers to the tribes of the Bani Israel. And from those people, okay, from those twelve tribes, over generations and generations, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose many people to be His messengers. So who are Asbat? Basically the descendants of Ya'qub alayhi salam. Bani Israel basically. From among whom Allah chose many messengers. So Allah sent wahi to the Asbat. Meaning prophets from among the Asbat. Isa, And finally, from among them, Isa alayhi salam. The last messenger from the Asbat. Ayuba, And before him, Allah sent wahi to Ayyub. Yunus, And Yunus. Harun, And Harun. Sulaiman, And Sulaiman. All of these men, great men, Allah sent wahi to them. وَآتَيْنَا دَاوُودَ زَبُورًا And we gave to Dawood alayhi salam, Zabur. What does this mean? That Allah sent revelation to all of the prophets and the messengers. And to some prophets, He gave books as well. He gave the scripture as well. And each scripture was unique. Each scripture was of its own kind. Zabur, for example, did not contain law, did not have prohibitions and commandments. Rather, it is said that it had words of praise. For who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, وَآتَيْنَا دَاوُدَ زَبُورًا And Dawood he would recite, he would do tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the words of Zabur that Allah had taught him. And in the Qur'an we learned that when he would do tasbih, when he would recite, then the birds as well as the mountains, they would join him. How would the mountains join? The scholars have said that perhaps this means that the echo would be so beautiful. It would be as though the mountains would be doing tasbih as well. The birds would also join him. So, وَآتَيْنَا دَاوُودَ زَبُورًا So we see that where wahi was sent to every prophet and messenger, but it didn't mean that every prophet was exactly identical to the other prophet. No, there were differences. There were different ways in which Allah honored some of them. For example, Dawood he gave him Zabur. وَرُسُلًا And there are messengers. Meaning we also sent messengers, we also revealed to messengers, which ones? قَدْ in fact قَصَصْنَاهُمْ عَلَيْكَ قَصَصْنَا from the root letters قَاف صَاد صَاد قَصَّ is to relate a story, to tell a story, to narrate an incident. The word قَصَصُ I'm sure you have heard of these words before. But the word literally means to follow. To follow. Remember the word qisas is also from the same root. Because in qisas what is done? The criminal is followed. How? That the crime that he committed, the harm that he injured another person with, the same thing is done to him. Okay? What he did to another, the same thing is done upon him. This is why it's called qisas. And why is qissa called qissa? Why is this word used for narration, for storytelling in the Qur'an. Because the purpose of relating all of these stories that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us of in the Qur'an is not just mere entertainment, mere knowledge, mere information. 
Rather, it is so that we follow. We follow the good examples that Allah has taught us through these stories, in these narrations. That we follow, for example, the way of Yusuf We take a lesson and we follow the messengers. So, وَرُسُلًا قَدْ قَصَصْنَاهُمْ عَلَيْكَ مِنْ قَبْلُ Already we have informed you of their stories. وَرُسُلًا And there are also some other messengers. لَمْ نَقْصُصْهُمْ عَلَيْكَ We have not narrated to you about them. Meaning we have not informed you about them. You have been told of their names only. Or you have not even been told of their names. And isn't that so? Yes. Because we learn that many messengers were sent to the Bani Israel for example. But do we know the names of all of them? We don't know. We have no idea. But we see that for example in the Bible, many men are mentioned as prophets. And we don't know whether or not they were prophets because we have not been informed about them. Likewise, we know of the prophets who were sent to you know, Arabia or the area of Asham, Palestine. But beyond that, the rest of the world... What about North America? What about South America? Did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ever send prophets here? He must have, because He says in the Quran, that وَإِمِّنْ قَرْيَةٍ إِلَّا خَلَى فِيهَا نَذِيرٍ There is no community, there is no people, except that a warner was sent to them. So every people, Allah did send warners to them. And just because we have not been informed of their names, doesn't mean they didn't exist. No, Allah sent them. Allah did. Because there are messengers whom لَمْ نَقْصُصُمْ عَلَيْكَ We have not informed you about them. وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا And Allah spoke to Musa. كَافْ لَمْ مِيم كَلَام How did He speak to him? تَكْلِيم تَكْلِيم means to speak. Speech. So why is this being mentioned? كَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى This would have been sufficient that Allah spoke to Musa. Why does Allah say تَكْلِيم Again, that He spoke to him. This is basically laying emphasis. That he spoke to him with direct speech. Direct speech. Without anyone in the middle. In audible words. So Musa salam heard Allah. He heard Allah. وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا It was kalam. So Allah honored Musa salam with this huge favor. All of these messengers, there were rusulan messengers, mubashirina. Conveyors of good news. Plural of Mubashir. Who is Mubashir? One who gives Bushra. And Bushra is good news. So these messengers, they came with good news. Good news of what? Allah's reward. Good news of His mercy, His forgiveness. Jannah. And at the same time, they also came as Wamunzirin. Warners. Plural of Munzir. Who is Munzir? One who does inzar. One who gives warning. So they came as conveyors of good news, and also as conveyors of warning. What's the warning that they conveyed? Of Allah's punishment, of the hellfire, of harmful consequences of sins in this life, and also in the hereafter. So the prophets, they conveyed both good news and warning. Just analyze the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, and you will see both of these things. Good news and warning. For example, take the example of the month of Ramadan. The ahadith that are about the month of Ramadan. Is there good news mentioned in them? Yes. What good news? That the person who fasts in the month of Ramadan, prays qiyam in the month of Ramadan, hoping, expecting reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then what will happen? What's the good news? That all his previous sins will be forgiven inshallah. So this is what? Good news. Warning. 
What's the warning that the Prophet ﷺ conveyed concerning the month of Ramadan? Does anything come to your mind? Any warning that he told us of, that he gave us? That the Prophet ﷺ was ascending the mimbar, he said, Ameen, Ameen, Ameen. And when the people asked that, why did you say Ameen? He said, because Jibreel came to me. And he said to me, that may such a person be distanced. Who? The one who finds the month of Ramadan, and yet he does not have his sins forgiven. Yet he does not have his sins forgiven. So this is a warning. So all of the prophets of Allah, they gave good news and they gave warning. Why? Why not only warning? Why good news as well? Or why not only good news? Why warning as well? Why both? Because it is a combination of both that moves us to action. Isn't it so? It is a combination of both that moves us to action. For example, every day when you're going for taraweeh, when you're standing up for qiyam, you tell yourself, I have to do it because I have to get my sins forgiven. Because inshallah, if I do this consistently, Allah will forgive my sins. But then on the day when you're feeling lazy, then you get worried. But the Prophet ﷺ said, may such a person be distant who cannot manage to get his sins forgiven. So I better do more. I better worship more. I better seek more forgiveness. So both good news and warning, the warning against punishment, good news of reward, this moves you to action. So all of the messengers brought this, رُسُلًا مُبَشِّرِينَ وَمُنزِرِينَ Why? لِأَلَّا So that not. This is a combination of li an and la. Li meaning so, an meaning that, and la meaning not. So that not, yakuna it is, linasi for the people, meaning so that the people do not have, what do people not have? Allahi against Allah, hujjatun, any argument, any proof, ba'da rusul, after the messengers. Meaning after the messengers have come, convey to them the good news, give them the warning, then the people have no argument against Allah. What is hujjah? Hujjah is from hajim jim. And hujjah is, you can say, a proof that is used in an argument, in a debate, so that a person can win the argument. Okay? So for example, there is a person who is accused of a crime. Okay? He's supposed to be guilty. But then in the court before the judge, he presents an evidence that proves him innocent. Okay? That proves him innocent. Like for example, a person is blamed of speeding. Okay? And then in the court before the judge, he says, but I was driving and there was a snowstorm and the speed limit sign was covered in snow. So I couldn't even see what the speed limit was of that particular road. So it's quite possible that he is exempted, right? He is forgiven because he has given an evidence. So he has won the argument, for example. Okay? So this is what hujjah is. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say over here? That He sent messengers who fully conveyed good news, who fully conveyed warning. Why? So that on the day of judgment, the people have no argument against Allah. No evidence, no proof against Allah. What would their proof, what would their argument be? That Allah, we never knew. We didn't know. We didn't know there was Jannah. We didn't know there was hellfire. We didn't know you created us for a purpose. We had no clue that you were going to ask us about our deeds. We had no idea. So no one can say this on the Day of Judgment. Why? Ba'da rusul after the messengers. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeatedly sent messengers, one after the other. And the final messenger whom He sent, He made him victorious. He caused His deen to be established. 
Allah took the responsibility to preserve the Qur'an Himself. And He laid the responsibility on Ummat Muhammad to do the work of the Prophets. Al-Ulama warathatul anbiya The scholars are the heirs of the Prophets. They do the job of the Prophets. So now, no person can say on the Day of Judgment, I had no clue. I had no idea. So you can't punish me. I'm not responsible. I was ignorant. No person can say that. Why? Because Allah sent messengers, He made the truth clear. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَزِيزًا حَكِيمًا And Allah is ever mighty and wise. So if someone does wrong now, then what does it mean? He is fully responsible. He is fully guilty. But sometimes people come up with excuses, Oh, Qur'an is in Arabic, so what do I know? I have so many things to do in life, so how can I go and study the deen? This religion is so broad, so big, how can you have all the knowledge? So if I'm not implementing, I'm not at fault. You are at fault. You know why? Because you are responsible to learn. Why do you think the Prophet ﷺ said, the طَلَبُ الْعِلْمِ فَرِيضَةً Seeking knowledge is an obligation. Why is it an obligation? So that you can save yourself in the hereafter. Because on the Day of Judgment, you can't say, I didn't know. Because Allah sent the book, He sent the messenger, He preserved the deen, He clarified the deen. So many times in the Qur'an we learn of the word bayinat, yubayinu. He makes clear, clear evidences, so that there's no doubt in our minds, there's no misunderstanding. Yet if a person disobeys, then whose fault is it? Yet if a person doesn't bother to find out, then whose fault is it? It's his fault, right? Like for example, before you get your driver's license, you're supposed to study the book. You're supposed to take the test, right? Which proves that you have learned the traffic laws. You have learned the rules of the road. And which is why, if you break a rule, then you are responsible. Correct? If you break a rule, you're responsible. You can't say, but I never read that page. I never read this. I never quite understood it. No, you were supposed to read it. You were supposed to understand it. So likewise, when Allah has given us the book, then it is our obligation to find out. لَكِنِ اللَّهُ يَشْهَدُ But we see that still, many people refuse. So Allah says, لَكِنِ اللَّهُ يَشْهَدُ But the reality is that Allah bears witness. He testifies. He bears witness to what? To the truthfulness of بِمَا أَنزَلَ إِلَيْكَ Of that which He has revealed to you. He testifies to the truthfulness of that which He has sent down upon you. That you, O Muhammad ﷺ, are not a liar. Rather, this wahi that has come to you is true. You have been sent the message. أَنزَلَهُ بِعِلْمِهِ Allah has sent it down, Allah has revealed it with His knowledge. What does it mean by this? Meaning, the revelation that He has sent contains a part of the knowledge of Allah. The revelation that Allah has sent is based on what? The knowledge of Allah. Meaning Allah has informed us of certain things through this knowledge. How much? How much? Only as much as He has wanted us to know. So there are some things that we know and there are other things that we can never know. But we have to realize that anzalahu bi'ilmihi. And if this Qur'an is based on the knowledge of Allah, then what does it mean? That is completely accurate. It is completely factual. There is no doubt in it. There is no doubt about it. أَنزَلَهُ بِعِلْمِهِ وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ يَشْهَدُونَ And the angels, even they testify. Even they bear witness. To what? To your truthfulness, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
And even if the angel's testimony is not there, وَكَفَى بِاللَّهِ شَهِيدًا Sufficient is Allah as a witness. Because if Allah is saying that this is wahi, you have been given the book, you are the messenger, then you have to take Allah's word for it. You have to take Allah's word for it. You know like, there's some things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to do. In the Qur'an we learn about many things. Allah has commanded us. But the rest of the people, they say something completely different. They say something that is exactly opposite of what Allah tells us. Do we see examples of this? Many. Many examples. And then we see that there are some people who say exactly what Allah has said. Okay? Who say exactly what Allah has said. They confirm the word of Allah. But the majority of the people don't. But what should we remember at that time? وَكَفَى بِاللَّهِ شَهِيدًا If Allah has said it, that's sufficient. We don't have to have you know, the proofs of the fact that they're knowledgeable people or they're scientists or they're studies proving the same thing that the Qur'an has mentioned. Or the scientist has mentioned the same thing that the Qur'an has said. Because some people, what they do is, if there's something that is proven by science, okay, if there's something that's proven by a researcher, then they will say, yeah, see, this is what the Qur'an also says. And then they will come to believe in it. But the fact is that we have to believe in the Qur'an, everything that Allah says, even if no research, no study, no scientist proves it. Even then we have to believe in it. You know, right now for us to believe the things that are mentioned concerning the clouds, the rain, the earth, the sun, the moon, it's very easy. Why? Because we study the same things in science. Right? But back then, when these things were not proven by science, it took a lot of iman to believe in these things. So those things which are not yet proven by science, which are not yet predicted by scientists, still we have to believe in them. Why? Because وَكَفَى بِاللَّهِ شَهِيدًا Allah's word is enough for us. If Allah has said something, then it is sufficient for us. Recitation. إِنَّا أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ كَمَا أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَى نُوحٍ وَالنَّبِيِّينَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِ وَأَوْحَيْنَا إِلَى إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَإِسْمَاعِيلَ وَإِسْحَاقَ وَيَعْقُوبَ وَالْأَسْبَاطِ وَعِيسَى وَعِيسَى وَأَيُّوبَ وَيُونُسَ وَهَارُونَ وَسُلَيْمَانَ وَآتَيْنَا دَاوُدَ زَبُورًا وَرُسُلًا قَدْ قَصَصْنَاهُمْ عَلَيْكَ مِنْ قَبْلُ وَرُسُلًا لَمْ نَقْصُصْهُمْ عَلَيْكَ وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا رُسُلًا مُبَشِّرِينَ وَمُنذِرِينَ لِئَلَّا يَكُونَ لِلنَّاسِ عَلَى اللَّهِ حُجَّةٌ بَعْدَ الرُّسُلِ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَزِيزًا حَكِيمًا لَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَشْهَدُ بِمَا أَنزَلَ إِلَيْكَ أَنزَلَهُ بِعِلْمِهِ وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ يَشْهَدُونَ وَكَفَى بِاللَّهِ شَهِيدًا I remember in school once um 
there was a discussion going on amongst people about the Qur'an. I think it started off from salah or something. And this one person is like, yeah, I'm going to say on the Day of Judgment that a particular command was mentioned. So I said, it's in the Qur'an. And they said, yeah, I'm going to say on the Day of Judgment, the Qur'an is in Arabic. I don't understand. So I said, really? There's translations available. You have no excuse now. There's translations available, explanation available, audio tafsir, written tafsir. There's so much knowledge being broadcasted all the time. No one can say, I didn't know. And if you have the time to bother to find out about the minute details of cells, of protons and whatever, then you have to have the time to learn about the Qur'an as well. If you can take time out of your life, of your busy schedule, to find out which team is winning, and which player is playing in which game, and which season, and how many strikes did he make, and how many runs did he make, and how many whatever he did, then you have to be able to take time out for the Qur'an. If you have the time to research which makeup is the best, which eyeliner is the best, which way of styling the hair is the best, you can watch one video after the other to figure out how to style your hair perfectly, then you have to watch one video after the other to know about the meanings of the book of Allah. So no one, no one can make an excuse on the day of judgment that, oh Allah, I didn't know. So let's ask ourselves that whatever I am doing, am I doing it with confidence? Whatever I am leaving, am I leaving it with confidence? Or am I in that state of shak that, yeah, we'll see what happens? Get out of that state of doubt and be confident. What you do, do it with confidence. What you leave, leave it with confidence. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Indeed, those people who disbelieve, وَصَدُّوا عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ And they also stop people from the way of Allah. How? It's primarily referring to the people of the book. That first of all, they disbelieve. And secondly, they stop people from believing in Muhammad wasallam, And they adopted many ways to stop people from believing in him wasallam. One of the ways they adopted was that they would believe in the morning, pretend to believe, and then by the end of the day, they would publicize their apostasy, that now we are not believers anymore. And the people would wonder why. We found out about some things and, you know, I don't feel that this is a right religion. So then the other people would also follow them. They adopted many ways to stop people from the way of Allah. If the people asked about Muhammad about his signs that they have, the characteristics that they know, what would they say? Yes, he may be a prophet, but only for the Arabs, not for us. So people are in confusion. So are we supposed to believe in him or not? So they stopped people from the way of Allah. And because they stopped themselves, as a result they were stopping many others. Because the fact is that when you stay away from something yourself, then you're causing many other people to stay away from it as well. For example, if you as a mother don't read Qur'an, then you are telling your children the same thing. That we don't read Qur'an. Whereas if you read Qur'an, then what will happen? Your children will also read Qur'an. So your stopping from something will cause many others to stop from it as well. So those who disbelieve and stop from the way of Allah, قَدْ ba'ida. In fact, they have gone far astray. How much? بَعِيدًا ضَلَالًا بَعِيدًا They're far, far away in their misguidance. Far from what? 
far from the right way. And when someone is far from the right destination, then it is not possible that they will return. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Indeed, those who disbelieve, وَظَلَمُوا And they also do zulm. They also commit injustice. What's this injustice? Persistence in disbelief. That even though the truth is clear, yet a person refuses. Even though the command is clear, yet he refuses to obey. They do zulm. And zulm is what? Naqs. To fall short in giving the haqq of the other. What's the Prophet's right that he should be believed in? What's Allah's right that he should be obeyed? So zulm. They did zulm. Such people, لَمْ يَكُنِ اللَّهُ Allah is not going to لِيَغْفِرَ لَهُمْ He's not going to forgive them. وَلَا أَنْنُورْ لِيَهْدِيَهُمْ طَرِيقًا He's not going to guide them to any way. يَهْدِيَ From Hidayah. He's not going to forgive them, no maghfira for them. And He's not going to guide them, no hidayah for them. No maghfira, no hidayah. Then where is this person going to end up? Imagine no forgiveness for the previous mistakes. And no guidance for future improvement. Where is this person going to end up? إِلَّا طَرِيقَ جَهَنَّمْ Except the way of hellfire. Meaning the only way that such people will be allowed to go on, the only way of life they will adopt is going to lead them to what? Hellfire. إِلَّا طَرِيقَ جَهَنَّمْ Because the fact is, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not force guidance on anyone. He does not force misguidance on anyone. But whatever a person chooses for himself, that is allowed for him. That is made easy for him. That is facilitated for him. So they do kufr. They stop from the way of Allah. It clearly shows they don't want guidance. It's very clear they have no interest in the religion of Allah. So such people, they can go their own way. Allah will facilitate the path for them. Where are they headed to? In fulfillment of their desires, they're headed towards the hellfire. So, إِلَّا طَرِيقَ جَهَنَّمَ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا Abiding therein eternally, forever. وَكَانَ ذَلِكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ يَسِيرًا And don't worry, this is something very easy for Allah. Yasir. Yasir is from Yusr. Yasin Ra. That this is something very easy for Allah. Don't think that Allah doesn't know what you're doing. Don't think that Allah has no idea about the desires that are in your heart. It's very easy for Allah to make a person go on his way to hellfire. So what should we pray for? What should we strive towards? Increase in iman and stay away from zulm. Stay away from zulm. These two things, because these are the two things that lead to hellfire, right? These two things take a person away from forgiveness and guidance. So, Opposite of kufr is iman. Opposite of zulm is qist, adl. So these two things we must pray for, we must practice seriously in order to get to paradise, in order to stay away from from the hellfire. Because notice this, وَكَانَ ذَلِكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ يَسِيرًا Don't think it's difficult for Allah. Don't think it's difficult for Allah because we think, oh I'm a born Muslim, I'm fine, what's going to happen to me? I read the Qur'an, so... What's the big deal if I don't give the haq to my parents? If I don't give the haq to my husband? If I don't give the haq to my children? No, it's very easy for Allah to switch you from here to here. What do we learn? That the heart is between the two fingers of Allah. Right? 
He can literally change the state of the heart within a split second and you will have no control over it. No control over it. So watch your desires. Watch your wishes, your actions, your striving. What do you want? What are you headed to? Because whatever you're headed to, that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put you in the direction of. Ya ayyuhan nas, O people, O mankind, qad jaakumur rasulu. Certainly a messenger has come to you. The messenger has come to you. Which messenger? The messenger you were waiting for. The final messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he has come to you, bilhaqqi, with the truth, meaning he has brought the truth. Mirrabbikum from your Lord. So what should you do now? Fa'aminu. So believe. Why? Because khayran lakum. It is better for you. How is it better for you? If you believe in him, you will find the best example in his life. If you believe in him, and you follow him, Allah will love you. If you believe in him, then only your iman will be accepted. So there are many benefits of believing in Muhammad wasallam. Allah says, believe in him, khayran lakum. It's good for you, better for you. Better for you than what? Than disbelieving in him. in takfuru, And if you refuse, you disbelieve, then remember, Allah doesn't need you. Because فَإِنَّ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Indeed to Allah belong whatever that is in the heavens and whatever that is in the earth. Everything is owned by Allah. Everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala possesses it. Whether it's in the skies or the earth. And that includes you and I. Which means that we cannot escape His decision concerning us. How can we avoid Allah? We can't run away from Him. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلِيمًا حَكِيمًا And Allah is ever knowing and wise. Meaning whoever He has chosen as His messenger, that's based on His knowledge. He is the one who is most deserving. And Hakim, His decision is based on His wisdom. So what do we learn here? If we believe, if we follow, good for us. And if we turn away, we refuse, worse for us. Because Allah doesn't benefit by the belief, by the worship of His servants. Likewise, He doesn't suffer any harm by the disbelief, by the disobedience of His servants. Who benefits? Who suffers? It's us. So if you believe, خَيْرًا لَكُمْ And if you refuse, then know that Allah doesn't need you. He owns the heavens and the earth, and He doesn't care if you disbelieve. Like in Surah Ibrahim, Ayah 8, we learn, وَقَالَ مُوسَىٰ إِن تَكْفُرُوا أَنْتُمْ وَمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَغَنِيٌّ حَمِيدٌ Musa told these people, if you disbelieve, then you and also all the people on the earth, if every single person disbelieves, then remember that Allah is rich. He doesn't need you. He's still praiseworthy. There's still millions and millions of angels who are worshipping Him. He doesn't need your worship. So if you do so, it is only best for you. Recitation. إِلَّا طَرِيقَ جَهَنَّمَ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا وَكَانَ ذَلِكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ يَسِيرًا يَا أَيُّهَا 
During this month, also make dua to Allah for istiqamah, for firmness on guidance, on the right way. Because it happens that people start doing something good and then all of a sudden they collapse. All of a sudden all those good things disappear from their life.